Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I always say it's your job to be of service to others, but it's your business's job to show a profit. And today we're going to be talking about money management mastery. So if you're interested in that, this is this episode's for you. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Plus! Today's guest brings a unique perspective to the world of finance. He may not have a Wall Street background or a lengthy list of financial credentials, but what he lacks in titles, he makes up for in real life experience. From arriving in America with just $25 in his pocket to achieving financial independence, he's a living testament to the power of smart money management. As the host of Richer Soul Podcast, he's on a mission to empower entrepreneurs and small business owners to master their finances and unlock new opportunities. So get ready to uncover the keys to financial freedom with none other than Rocky Lalvani. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here with you today. All right. You're a podcaster, man. That means you're creating content at scale. You're doing something that not a lot of people in the industry are doing. Uh, and it's something that I'm trying to get my students to kind of understand the power of creating content and putting their message out there for whatever it is that they want to do in the future. What's your experience been like? And what would you say to a 17 year old who's kind of shy to hit that post button? Hit post. Like, just hit it. <laughs> like, literally, you got to hit it. And, you know, the first time you hit it, it's going to be ugly. Right? And that's okay. But you'll get better over time. So, I think, and that goes for business owners. Just this morning, I was on a, a call. I, I mentor a group of business owners. And it was the same thing. I, I don't want to make video. I don't want to get out there. I'm like, you know what? We are all salespeople. Get over it. If you're not selling, you're not eating. So, you got to figure out and in your own way, figure out how to do this. So I'll give you classic. The reason I have a podcast is because I can speak. The reason I don't have a blog is because I can't write. So find the medium that works for you, that works with your skill set and go do it. And today with ChatGBT, I can write. So, you know, you, you got to keep up. You're, that's so true. Literally, right before we were uh, hopping on here, I was explaining to my students how I use ChatGPT to help me show prep. Uh, and it kind of blew their mind because once they realized that what I was doing and then now when they're watching the podcast, they're like, wait a minute, that's how you use it? Yeah, it's a tool. It's not the, the, the one that you use just to kind of get an A and an essay for high school. It's a tool that you can use for real life to help you kind of craft whatever it is that you're trying to do. You're not a good writer. Tell me, like, what, what have you been using ChatGPT for? You know, an A in high school and $3 will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> so I use ChatGPT to help me tell better stories. So what I'll do is I'll put my story in there. In other words, I want to give it a business story. And then I go, Hey, make this compelling. 
And then it sends me back something. And I'm like, oh, you lied a lot. Let me fix that. I'll, I'll remove all the, the things they went a little overboard with. But it helps me to get out of my own head. So it helps me to get started. Um, I use it post-production for my podcast. I throw my entire podcast in there. I go, give me five to seven top things. Um, help me write a LinkedIn post. Help me write the Instagram post. Help me... Um, do different parts, like find me a good quote in this, in this entire, uh, episode. So I use it for a lot of that, um, emails. Like if, if I've yes. got the basics of the email and that's the key, I think where people get it wrong is people go to chat GBT, don't give it any information and say, write me an email for X instead of saying, Hey, I need to write an email for X. Here's what I've written. Make this better. The yes. more context you give it, the better. And then I'll go back and go put a little comedy in that. And then it gets funny. And then, and then you know, I'm not a funny guy, so that really helps. It's a good thing that ChatGPT has a sense of humor and a pretty good one. It's a, it's building that stuff up. And you're right, trash in, trash out. The, the, the trash that you put into ChatGPT when you're not barely asking it to do anything, it's going to give you some stuff. It's just not going to be the greatest. The better you are at inputting whatever parameters or prompts or whatever you want to put in to help you create what you want, the better the output's going to be. Let's talk about your your journey, Rocky. I mean, you come from humble beginnings. Uh, your financial independence is it, that that you were able to reach is remarkable. Can you can you share some of those key financial principles that kind of helped you pave your path to success? So there are two. The first one is actually there's three. So a pay yourself first, and the second part of pay yourself first is automated. So mm -hmm. when I graduated college, I set up automated savings. Money went to the 401k, money went to the company stock plan, money went to the credit union, money went to an after-tax brokerage account, money went here, money went there. And it, when I first started, it was little. So it was a couple of bucks here, a couple of bucks there. And because it was automated, even when I got busy, it still happened. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I start increasing the amount in each of the automations. So by by constantly stepping it up, over time, I had a massive savings rate, money just building. And then the real principle is the principle of compounding. So let's do a little math. How much is a dollar doubled for 31 days, essentially a long month? Woo, I do this with my math students. It's somewhere like $5 million or something like that. You're not smarter than a fifth grader. I do <laughs> It's, it's actually over a billion dollars. Okay. Here's what I really want you to take away. Let's just say you decided, well, oh, that's amazing. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Well, you just gave up a day. So you know how much you gave up? Well, the magic compounding interest, you gave up way too much. You gave up half a billion dollars. You wait another day and you're out seven hundred and. $50 million. It's oh. worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> so you think about that. And that is what we call not taking action. That is what we call not taking advantage of your youth. I'll wait till I'm older to do that. You wait, it ain't going to happen. No, you're absolutely right. All right. Well, let's talk about 
the first part of that because uh, the first part of that is earning uh, an income that you're able to kind of live off of and that you have money to be able to put money away for yourself. You said earlier about, you know, everybody's a salesperson. We're all here trying to sell something. If you're not, you're not going to eat. So what is it that you, uh, if, if I was to ask you to explain it like a fifth grader, what business are you in? What are you selling? So today what I do is I work with business owners because I had this major aha that I just, I, it just didn't even blew my mind. I assumed business owners understood the business of business and what all their numbers were and what their report said. It turns out business owners love what they do and accounting ain't on the list. <laughs> That's for sure. So they're not looking at their finances. What I do is I look at their finances. I tell them what's going on and I help them figure out what is the next step they need to take in their business so that they have more money and more freedom. That's the key right there, right? It, it's that search and that quest for, for freedom. Now, you said your ideal client was like a small business owner. Can you describe where they're at? I mean, small business owner can be the guy who just has like snacks being sold in his, in his room versus the guy who's selling, you know, two, three million dollars in revenue. Which, uh, which one are you looking for? Who's this ideal client you're after? So if you're going to work one-on-one -on -one with me, you need to be at the higher end. But on the podcast, we teach everybody. So if you're selling snacks out of your room, we teach you everything you need to do on the Profit Answer Man to implement these systems. So the systems that we use, we give away all the information. There's no hidden secrets. There's no paywall. There's no nothing. Um, we share what we do for our clients and you're free to just go implement on your own. There are a lot of business owners who just don't want to do it. They want someone to do it for them. And that's truly who we help. Most of our business owners tend to be seven and eight figure business owners. And they just want someone on their team to help them make those decisions, look over their shoulder and help them walk the journey. And so that's who we help. Now, we have programs for those who are starting out or in the smaller range. We have a, um, a program called the Profit Blueprint that helps them go through it, and they can actually get help from us as part of that. So it's designed for someone who's got a smaller business who still needs help but wants a little bit more than just reading a book or listening. Yeah, and that, that stuff, it, you know, giving people away this information is, is super valuable. For you, that's kind of the promos and, and the discounts that initially you're giving. It's your time and your knowledge and your experience that you're giving away in your podcast. People want to tune into that. They want to learn more about more specific stuff. What are they going to hear when they tune in? So they're going to hear it. The first few episodes are all how to implement this, all how to think about your business differently. And then we do a variety of things. I might have another expert on who technically is my competitor and we share their systems. Um, I might have a business owner on who's used the system and has seen success. So they'll talk about what they do. I'll have other people on who help business owners to have a more profitable business. So we'll look at the different things that business owners need to do. And we'll explore how to do that in a profitable way instead of wasting money all the time. 
Yeah, because uh, let's face it, we as business owners don't always make the best decisions. We try to do what we possibly can to make the best decisions, but it's not always uh, the right choice. We learn from our mistakes, and when you're when you just don't know what you don't know, you tend to make a lot of mistakes. So, as someone who understands that money is a tool. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs who are looking to maybe leverage their finances and open new doors to their business? They just don't quite know what those doors are or what the tools are. So I think the biggest thing is to sit down and do the math of your business. So many people say, I want a seven-figure business. Well, if you say you want a seven-figure business, we can actually do the math backwards to reverse engineer what it takes for you to become a seven-figure business owner. And then you can start to look at all of the different leverage points and say, does this make sense? Is this doable? Can I achieve it? And what is it going to take for me to achieve those types of results? So I think the biggest thing everyone needs to do is to do the math of their business. And every business has a math equation. It starts with the beginning. So the beginning is... What's a lead? How does somebody find out about you? What is the lead? And then it comes down to sales, right? What's your conversion of leads into sales? What's your average sale? How often do people buy from you? How often do you have repeat clients? And you just do the math there and I can tell you what your total revenue is. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> It's just understanding what that is. And then the other half of the equation is money going out the door. So where's all your money going? Most business owners have no idea where their money's going or why, and whether or not it's being used effectively or they just chase the latest shiny object. That's that's the financial management aspect that I feel, and you talked about earlier, they are really good at what they want to do as an entrepreneur. If it's a plumber, they're really good at handling those pipes. Construction worker, they're really good at building those buildings or building those houses. But when it comes to putting on that accountant hat, that financial management hat, they'll do it. It doesn't mean that they're good at it. So what are some of those common pitfalls that you know and you've seen over and over again that entrepreneurs fall into? What should they be aware of and how can they overcome some of these pitfalls? So the first thing is, did you bill your client? Oh, I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but did you send them a bill? Did you make it easy for them to pay you? How do you handle payments? Do you take payment up front or did you decide to be a bank and loan people money for 90 days while you sold them something and they don't pay you? That's not how it works. That's not how any of this work. The longer it takes to pay you, the less likely they're going to pay you. So I think that's number one. Number two, commingling their personal finances with their business finances. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Having a, a system to capture all the data. Because if you're not capturing the data and you're not getting the tax deductions, you're literally paying another 30, 40 cents on every dollar you earn in taxes. So you have to have the appropriate systems to make sure that you're getting the tax deductions you deserve. And I think that's the basics. It's, it's just good, clean financial hygiene up front. I think that's the biggest problem. And if you don't know what's coming or going, then how do you make decisions?
Co-mingling is one of the big ones, especially when you have startup entrepreneurs. They don't, uh, I don't, I think there's a lack of understanding of the difference between what's a sole proprietorship and what's a corporation, what's an S corp and why is it being taxed differently than maybe your LLC that's taxed as a, as a partnership or why did you file a 2235 and all of a sudden you're an S corp? like all these different things that just start getting thrown their way. They just don't quite understand. Uh, co-mingling is one of the big ones. They end up getting in trouble. All of a sudden they have a lawsuit that comes their way and everything is liable all of a sudden that they didn't know that was coming around the corner. Uh, businesses that become successful become targets on their back. Now you've worked with both corporate America and independent professionals. So how has, has your experience shaped the way you approach financial management? What lessons have you learned along the way? How do you approach the two different ones, right? When you're working with a small business and you're trying to give them advice versus uh, some of the big guys who might have some of these small things in place. I, I tend to only work more so with the small guys. So seven and eight figure businesses are still not, I don't think they're corporate America. You get to corporate America, they've got a CFO, they've got controls and systems in place, hopefully, and they're doing things appropriately in in their business. At least we hope they are. Most of the people I work with are small business owners. And the reality is, and, and I know you've got high school students there. How many of you all took a class on money? They're doing in it school. right now. In today, <laughs> yeah. The one and only, right? <laughs> yeah. You you're not taught money in school. The next thing is how many stories have you been told about money? But money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that right? That's expensive. Rich people are evil. You start to have money mindsets that also prevent you from having success. So I think a big thing is just understanding the basics of money and how it works, understanding your relationship with money, and then just your, your business is a system. You've got to create the systems, including a financial system, to keep track of everything so that you know what's happening in and out and you can make better decisions. Rocky, in my class, um, the semester started mid-July. And one of the first things I do with my students is we sit down and we play Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow. Uh, and I want them to kind of get a grasp and an understanding of how an income statement works. I want them to get an understanding of like what an opportunity is and just to go out and try some stuff in this storyboard of the rat race to get an understanding how money works. Uh, and it's always cool for me to ask other people who are kind of in this space, the value in playing that board game, because I tell my students, you know, board games are reflections of what you do in real life. And naturally in a class of, you know, 35 kids or so, there's always those kids that decide, oh, I don't want to play and I don't want to pay attention to this. What's the value in the game that they're playing in, in the fact that they're even doing that in a classroom setting? So I have that game. I love it. Um, that game's good. Monopoly's good. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of games that will allow you to play and try and see what that is. You don't want to play that game. That's fine. Don't, but don't expect to have money. That's mm. all. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the outcome, right? And, and we already told you, you wait another day to play the game. It's only a half a billion. So whatever. I mean, if that chump change to you, go, go out and do whatever you want. I'm not going to drag you up the mountain. That's your job, right? <laughs> so I, the games open up your mindset because I think too often, as I just said, school doesn't teach you money. I have an MBA. They didn't teach me how to build wealth in my economics degree or my MBA degree. 
So if you're thinking someone else is going to do this and show it to you, good luck. It's not going to happen. There are tons of great books out there and you can learn a lot from those books. You can learn the game allows you to practice. So take the game of golf. If I gave you a book on golf, how good a golfer do you think you'd be? Eh, not very good. It's like trying to read about getting a six pack. <laughs> there you go. So when you start to practice and the game gives you at least a little bit of practice, then you can take it out into the real world and then you can start actually executing. That's what it takes. And practice doesn't make perfect. Practice only makes progress. And you're going to progress a little bit every day if you're if you're doing that practice. I want to talk about your podcast really quick. You got Richer Soul and you delve into life beyond money. And one of the things that we always hear people talk about is financial success is not the same as personal fulfillment. Um, can you talk about the two and what's been your experience when it comes to financial success or not having financial success? Compare that to your personal fulfillment. So I think the biggest question or the biggest statement that is made, especially, well, throughout life, I will be happy when, mm. right? Fill in the blank. What is the when? Uh, I have a million dollars. I get married. I buy a house. I have a good job. I graduate college. Like all of those things. And the reality you will find out is the events don't do anything. If you're not enjoying the journey, if you're not having fun on the journey, then you're not going to have fun at the end. That's why you see so many people with a ton of money who are absolutely miserable because they've always been miserable. They didn't enjoy the journey. And I think these days, a lot more people are waking up going, hey, wait a minute, this whole money story, this story we've been told Go to high school, get good grades, get into a good college, get a job, get married, you know, buy a house with it. Used to be a white picket fence, you know, <laughs> have two kids and a dog and your life will be wonderful. You know, back in my day, you graduate with a, a gold watch. Well, that went away, too. So times are changing. I think people are coming more to re reality that we were all sold a bill of goods. Yeah, it's not it's not the same thing anymore for sure. Um, <clears throat> you're you're a fractional CFO, and when it comes to hiring professionals, I think there's a lot of fear that people don't know who they're going to hire. Is this person qualified? Are they going to help me out? So you got entrepreneurs out there who fear hiring dedicated financial managers, especially when they're bringing someone on full time. How can they access the expertise that they need without breaking the bank? So I think the, the world has dramatically shifted to offer a lot more fractional help these days. So I work with people fractionally. You don't have to pay for a full-time person. It's very easy to cut the cord and say, you know what? This isn't working out. Goodbye. So you have the ability to get help without having to make the same commitments. And a lot, I mean, you're seeing this in all spaces. We've got fractional sales managers. We've got fractional salespeople. We've got fractional marketing. We've got fractional marketing CMOs. We've got fractional COOs. We got fractional in the eye, like every single part of the business today, you can bring in a, a operational consultant in that part of the business and not have to pay the full-time salary. For us, we're a fraction of what you would pay somebody. 
And at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to your business, whether it's the finance side, maybe it's the actual operation side, entrepreneurship is, is a roller coaster ride. There's ups and there's downs throughout this whole thing. What mindset or approach should entrepreneurs kind of adopt when it comes to handling some of these financial challenges or business challenges so that they can stay on the same path to success? So I think that comes back to that book that's right next to Profit First, Who Not How. Too often we want to figure out how to do everything. We're never going to have the time to be the experts in all part of our business. So who can help us to get to the next level of success? Not how do I do it? And that's a massive mindset shift um, that comes for business owners is learning to let go because we all struggle with that um, and letting the person who's probably better than you at that do that part of it and trusting the process. And again, it's always trust, but measure and trust, but verify. So make sure you are actually getting the results that you expected to get. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's still your name on the sign, but you can't do it all yourself. Rocky, you've uh, shared a ton of great information with us before we head out. If people want to reach out to you, they want to work with you, they want to listen to your podcast, this is the plug section. How can people get a hold of you and get your information? So the website is Profit Comes First. The two podcasts are Profit Answer Man, where we strictly talk about the money. And then Richer Soul is where we talk about the life and, and everything else and how to be a better business owner and lead your, your company and your team. So those are the two best places. Or you know what? Just leave something in the comments here, right? People can leave comments here. Leave Absolutely. a comment. We'll chat. Sweet. Rocky, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, I got uh, one more kind of a selfish question. Uh, we thrive and love our video testimonials. It's how the podcast grows. It's how we grow our audience. Uh, what was your experience like on the show? Everything from where you landed on the landing page, the reminders, the emails that you got from us to creating the long form piece of content we call a podcast. What was your experience like on the business bros? Hey, it's been awesome. And you bring a high level of energy, which causes me to boost my energy. You got me all hyped up and excited now. So you, you helped bring it about. You guys did a wonderful job through the whole process. Perfect. Rocky, thank you very much. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, Profit First is the website that you can go to. Profit Comes First. Sorry, ProfitComesFirst.com. Make sure you check out both Rocky's uh, podcasts. Learn all the information you can. That's how your business is going to grow. Rocky, thank you very much for being on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.